Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Festival in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. All right. Sellout crowd tonight. We're at the High V on 135th Street in Overland Park, and we're here tonight to do a whole lot of things. The first thing we're going to do tonight, though, is celebrate a seventh consecutive AFC West championship. That is second all-time in National Football League history, only behind the Patriot run of 2009 to 2019. We are now tied with the 79 Los Angeles Rams for the second longest streak of division dominance. Let me put this in perspective tonight as we start this show uh, in Overland Park on 137th Street, 135th Street, sorry, not two blocks off. But it took us, now we've won seven division titles in a row. Prior to that, it took 44 seasons to win seven division titles. And five of those seven years, we did not win a playoff game. So in this run of winning seven straight, We've won eight playoff games, a Super Bowl, had four straight AFC championship games at home. Puts things in perspective. We'll bring it up with Andy Reid here in a few minutes, but that deserves a cheer. All right? When you get that done, that is huge. Carolyn Messick needs to do this. We have a lot of great guests here tonight. The Armenian Embassy's here tonight. Queen Esther's here. The, uh, the um, Red Coders are here tonight, right? The Geeks are here tonight. But... I call them the hidden heroes of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, the hidden heroes of the Chiefs' kingdom. And we have a young lady here tonight that is one of those hidden heroes. Her name is Carolyn Messick, and she is, along with Steve Sanders, our official team uh, photographer. 
Carolyn Messick works in our HR department. She's a phenomenal human and a phenomenal professional working for Executive Vice President Kirsten Krug, who has also made an appearance in the past in the Chiefs Kingdom show. But our infrastructure, we win, I say, for a thousand reasons. And one of those reasons is here tonight, Carolyn Messick. So big cheer for Carolyn. All right. She's also expecting her first child at any time. So what better way to get ready to bring a child, you know, into the earth than to come to the Chiefs Kingdom show. So awesome. Uh, that is huge. All right. Also, when you get Travis Kelsey to go past, oh, Shannon Sharp for fourth all-time in National Football League history for yardage for a tight end, that is huge. But when you get a red zone stop, uh, when it's first and goal at the nine and they get not, nothing and then they get an incompletion and they don't get enough and they got to get a field goal. And then in overtime, you get a terrific uh, punt by Tommy Townsend, who's number one in the National Football League in net punting. He's obliterating the league. He's winning games for us. That is huge. But when you get Frank the, Frank the Shark Clark, who is zeroing in on the dude, Davis Mills, he knew he was going to get the football. And then Willie Gay Jr., brought pride to all of the proctologists in the Chiefs' kingdom. It was a prostate exam. That's when you're able to put the hammer down. And I got to tell folks tonight that uh, in honor of Willie Gay Jr., this is, this is for the males in the audience tonight. Now, we are, we are on radio. Some of you are watching in Arizona, uh, watching on Messenger. Uh, some are on, I think, Facebook Live watching us. But for the males, make sure you get your prostate exam, okay? <laughs> and the rubber gloves are on. We will not be checking tonight. It's just a, remi it's just a reminder to do so. And that public service announcement is brought to you by Willie Gay Jr. Because I do think it was Dare Ogunbowale who was trying to get the ball and had the ball. And then Willie Gay Jr. got under the Agumbawales to get there uh, to get that ball out and allow the Chiefs to get the victory. All right, we're having some fun tonight. Of course, we got to get ready to beat the Seahawks. We are at Hy-Vee in Overland Park at 135th Street. A reminder, the night after a game or the day after a game, still going on tonight, a lot of you after the show have done this, you get a fuel saver discount equal to the Chiefs' score. Nice, tidy 30, right? 30 points the Chiefs got yesterday. And then based on the amount you spend, if the Chiefs score 30 points, you save 30 cents a gallon. Nice. Uh, with any $30 purchase, the more uh, we score, the more you save. And I love this Kingdom Bundle. Uh, we've been using it at our place. Great for the holidays, not just for uh, tailgates, but four burgers, four chops, four brats, and four chicken breasts, just $30. So we got a big show for you tonight because the Seattle Seahawks are coming in here they are hanging on to their NFC playoff hopes. We have won, I think, what, eight, uh, 19 straight NFC games against the NFC. It's a big reason we've won these division championships because the rest of the division kind of goes, oh, we're 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. The Chiefs have gone undefeated against the division ever since we lost to the Green Bay Packers when Patrick Mahomes did not play in that game in 2019. But here come the Seahawks. A very proud franchise, right? They've got the 12. The whole decibel meters go back and forth between us and them. Who has the loudest stadium? We're going to bundle up, people. Long Johns, let's go. Andy's going to talk about filling that lower bowl for sure, even though it's going to be cold. 
because, oh, and we do, we have a challenge flag. Tonight we also have people here to ref the refs. We have a penalty flag on the refs. Wow. And a challenge flag. That's pretty crazy. So this is the only show where we ref the refs, right? And uh, so the Chiefs Kingdom show, yeah, don't get me into ref and the refs. Uh, I, I will not bring it up with Andy Reid here in just a few minutes. But here come the Seattle Seahawks. And what better guest to have on than former Chief wide receiver Kevin Lockett, who is with us tonight. Kevin's son, Tyler, is one of the top receivers in the National Football League, and he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. So we will probe later in the second half hour of the show, is blood indeed thicker than water? We will probe into that, but I will do so with both hammers in hand. So, and thank you to the folks at Hardcore Hammer for that big hammer. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we come back, we're going to have Andy Reid. We've got a lot to do tonight. We've got to get ready to beat the Seahawks and celebrate the holidays and Merry Christmas. Great crowd on hand here tonight at the Hy-Vee at 135th Street. Come out and join us in Overland Park. We'll be back with Andy Reid after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 14 to 7 Houston, 17 seconds to go in the half. Fortune wide to the right along with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sprint out action right side of the pass. Leaching out, reaching out for the football touchdown. Kansas City on a sprint right throw. Mahomes, Marquez Valdez-Scantling snatching the ball away at the far boundary. Four yards deep in the end zone and the Chiefs can tie it. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show tonight. We're in Overland Park, 135th Street at the Hy-Vee, very close to the Blue Valley District Football Stadium. And uh, later on in the show, we will have Kevin Lockett, who will give us an interesting perspective because his son Tyler, of course, plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Probably won't play this week with a broken hand, but we'll talk to Kevin here in a little bit. A great former Chief and K-State Wildcat. But now let's join, uh, be joined by the uh, winningest coach in Kansas City Chiefs history, Andy Reid. Now, you've taught me a lot in 10 years. And one of the things you taught me is don't, don't let it pass. When there's a moment, you win in 100 games in two franchise to win a division for seventh straight years. That's second in NFL history for division dominance. And, Coach, it took 44 seasons for this franchise to win seven until you got here. Not going to let it pass by. I know we're moving to Seattle, but I don't want to miss this moment. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I mean, listen, it's humbling, but it, it also took a lot of people to be humble and work hard to uh, to get that done. So, um, you know, we're proud of it. We don't, you can't rest on it because you got another few games here. So, uh, but that, that's uh, quite an accomplishment by the organization, starting with, with Clark Hunt and, and his vision of things and opportunities that he's given us to, uh, be successful. So, and then everybody in the organization's had a piece of it. Mitch holds us included, man. So we've, we've all done our part and, um, and we're going to keep doing that. We're going to just do it a little bit better than we did yesterday as we keep moving forward. And let's move forward. Most of my questions are going to be designed to kind of be a two-way conduit here, a glance back, but what it means for Seattle's game on Saturday, uh, the Seattle game on Saturday. And first is Patrick, to have 88% completion percentage, to hit 20 in a row. Uh, what was happening yesterday for him being just on beam? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he was unconscious with, uh, you know, the three primary guys there. So they, they, uh, 
they were in tune with each other and Patrick, I'm proud of him because of the game he came off of last week, even though it would have been one of his better games, but he had the three interceptions. Uh, here he puts together this game yesterday, and uh, because the scores were so close, it kind of probably got looked over just a little bit, but he, he sure had a um, – he, he sure did a nice job of taking care of the football, getting it to the receivers, accuracy, just an all-out MVP performance. And the receivers, how precise were those routes um, and the tough catches that were made? I think of Juju and Kels getting his 105 yards on 10 catches, but those were tough catchers. They got whacked. Uh, what about the precision, precision there of those guys running their routes? Yeah, 11 had a nice one right before half, too, man. That was a thing of beauty. I mean, those guys, they were they were pulling it in and, um, and ran good routes. Uh, you know, I was proud of how they – how they performed, the toughness that they did it with. Um, you know, we, we've got to listen. We've got to eliminate a couple of these turnover things that are going on and penalties. But uh, those were uh, those were good performances right there. How big was that catch by Valdez Scantling though in the red zone? I mean, that wasn't a 57-yard play-action pass. Uh, how big was that for him as we move forward? Well, he had a couple. Yeah, I mean, that was big. I mean, it was obviously big right before half to to get that touchdown. And then uh, the one on the sideline, on their sideline, the outbreaking route was was another good one. He's every game here now, he's been pulling in something that's a thing of beauty. So, you know, he's it's a, it's been very productive last few games for him as far as these major league catches that he's making. Jarek McKinnon. I know we've kind of talked about him here for the last several weeks, but he deserves us blocking, running, catching, uh, just what he's meant to this team to this point and what he means for this week against Seattle. Yeah, he's uh, he's really doing a nice job. He's a great kid, too, on top of that. He's been doing it a long time, nine years, uh, and and this might up to this point be his finest. He's uh, he's really playing playing good football right now. And uh, in the pass game, the run game, the screen game, he's doing – a little bit of everything for us um, and being a good teacher for Pacheco. So those are all important things. Uh, and, and he's doing them very, very well. You've been in this business a long time, but when you see a player like that and what he's had to fight through to talk to him after that game yesterday, he had such pride and he's, he's like, we're not stopping. We're moving on here, man. We're going to go get the next thing. But when you see a veteran like that and have that pride at this point in their career, uh, what does that, I mean, mean for you, or you've seen this before, what does that mean for the human being? Yeah, well, he's a great kid, and, and you love seeing that for him. So he does everything the right way. He, um, you know, when he gets ready for a game, he goes all in. His study habits are phenomenal. His conditioning is phenomenal. Um, he just, uh, you know, he does it, like I said, he does it the right way. And it's such a great example for the young guys and the guys in that room. Um, how he how he studies and and prepares and and so you, you know all of a sudden you know, he's a guy that's had a few injuries uh, and before you know before he got here that set him back a little bit so you, you know you're pulling for that you, you love that you love that story and I, I just wanted to continue on with it uh, through the rest of the season and, and really put a mark on, on, on that position and his, you know, his name, just keep it up there nice and high. 
Coach, the defensive red zone stopped late, and you had two rookies who made the first two plays on that. Uh, just walk us through that, how big that was, and the fact that Chanel makes one of them, and then uh, Jalen comes back and makes the next one to set up a third down stop. Yeah, those were uh, those those were big. The, these young guys are getting better. It's uh, um, and 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 that's a that's a plus. It's uh, the, you know the coaches are being patient and teaching and which is important and these guys are getting to play at a at a high level where expectations are high so um and they've they've made some mistakes but they've also made some plays for us and in those two instances those were those were a couple of good plays right there and then in the overtime didn't get the touchdown on the first drive but it's it's easy for me to overlook tommy townsend and just the weapon he is. The fact that if he, you know, if he gags that punt, it's a problem. But he nails him back inside the 15-yard line. Just the weapon he is week by week now with his net punting. Yeah, Tommy's done a nice job. He's been on fire the last few weeks, and um, uh, and just you know, he works very hard. And everybody thinks you just kind of go out and punt the ball, but it's hours and hours of preparation to to be able to do that. And, um, you know, he's doing a nice job with that, for sure. And he is a weapon, for sure. To get then the big defensive play, uh, as Frank told me, that was shark stuff uh, after the game. And then for Willie Gay Jr., I said, everybody go get your prostate exam. Uh, but Willie Gay Jr. becomes a proctologist. Uh, just that sequence to get that ball ripped out and to recover it. Well, you probably made a lot of proctologists proud, so... Um, <laughs> That uh, uh, he did, it. yeah. Willie did a nice job, but it really started with Frank and that, that effort that he puts into it. I mean, no play is dead with Frank. He is going 100 miles an hour. He play, he practices that way, and he plays that way. And so, uh, my hat goes off to him. And he did it with a lot of family in the stands there too. So um, he, he it was a great great performance by him. In particular, that that last play, and then Willie, uh, you know, he always teach from Pop Warner on that uh, if there's a fumble, man, and you're at the bottom of that pile, you, last one get the last one that gets it is the one that counts. So uh, he got in there and scrambled for it, and there were a lot of bodies involved, and he was able to pull that thing out and make it his. So that that ended up being very important for us. But how different are the tunnels? to get to that ball and sometimes you're, yeah, yeah there those are tight tunnels man it's uh <laughs> you're down in there and and uh there's a lot of spit and snot going on and, and to get in there and, and pull that thing out was was huge for us for sure the play call that mckinnon runs into the end zone how well was that executed and then what, what are you thinking there because mckinnon was thinking he's going to go all the way before the snap yeah, no, he, he mentioned that uh, to Patrick and the, the huddle there that he loved the call. Uh, Coach Andy Heck gets uh, the credit for that. That's uh, that, that was the play he wanted right there and uh, for the run and and it, um, it it was it was a great call and uh, and then McKinnon just executed the old line executed and then McKinnon just was patient enough to let those guys do their thing and. And he had a couple of nifty cuts in there, and um, you know everybody got involved, receivers and everybody else. So listen, I mean it was it was a great way to end it, um, and for him to 
uh, Babe Ruth by calling the home run. He did it <laughs> and uh, and got it in the end zone. What I ask you how to handle this week. Now it's a short week. Here comes Seattle. They're desperate, and you know Coach Carroll so well, and they've been good, consistent winners. How do you handle this week, especially when it's not going to be the best weather? Going to be the tenth Mountain Division this week. It is, and you know I'm I'm glad our fans are used to the cold weather because they're going to be packed into Arrowhead and that lower bowl is going to be all red. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Nobody's getting there selling their tickets for this one. I know. So this will be a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Um, uh, as far as the chiefs go, I mean, we, we love having our fans there just like they were um, in Houston. It was all red on that lower bowl. And that's a, that's a special deal for us. So um uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a great week of practice. Nothing changes for us. I mean, records don't matter in this thing, Mitch. As you know, uh, you're 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 just an inch away from winning and losing these games with all the parity in this league. And and Pete Carroll's a future Hall of Fame coach, and they've got they've got good football players that he's dealing with. Um, and and so you've got to make sure that you prepare and come in come in the right frame of mind on a short week. And I know they've had a couple extra days, but it's a shorter week for, for us. So we got to just make sure we, we uh, prepare the right way and, and, and get ourselves ready to go. How do you handle it with the guys? Cause everybody's got to get to work. It's, you know, you got to get there to go to work. Uh, but when you got inclement weather and you've had it now in Philly and green Bay and Kansas city, but what do you tell the guys? I mean, building a little extra time. What I mean, what are the what are the lecture points here with the guys to handle this week in getting to work and getting home safely? Yeah, well, literally. Um, so if there's bad weather, we we tell them to leave early. <laughs> you know, give themselves a little time and not rush. That's normally where problems happen is when uh, you're rushing through things. So get yourself here. Uh, leave your house a little bit earlier than you normally would um, and take your time uh, on getting to work. And, and then once you're here, we'll, we'll take care of business on the football part. And then when you're heading home, you do the same thing. So just, uh, you know, respect the weather. And to climatize, how much do you go outside or inside this week? What's the fine line there? Yeah. So we all, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, how it looks. We, we keep our fields covered so that we can potentially get outside. But, um, you know, th- these guys are living in this weather, so they, they, they don't have to go out and actually have to practice in it necessarily. But they, um, you know, we try to get out there, the, you know, on a normal, on a normal day, we, we're going to try to get, get out there and normally cold day. We try to get out there. But, I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to scare any of the players away, Mitch. Doggone it. <laughs> if, we, if we're out there. All right. Uh, the Seattle bunch now. I mean, 21 takeaways. That gets your attention. Some good young defenders here. DK Metcalf gets your attention. And what about Geno Smith? He's like a renaissance man as their quarterback. Yeah, he's an English major too, man. I mean, he, he's a sharp, <laughs> sharp kid and um, uh, smart kid. And it's nice to see him doing well. We had a chance to interview him here and really liked him uh, when he was coming out of West Virginia there. So um, uh, you just you, you don't want you don't want to save his best for us. Uh, we we want to make sure that we we take care of business there. But he he's a good football player and it's it's good to see him doing well. 
And Metcalf, I mean, he's an issue, right? Just a big, strong receiver and, and the challenge that is for our young DBs. Yeah, listen, I'm partial to him because his dad was an O-lineman. So, I, uh, <laughs> you know, for him to uh, put out a wide receiver of that caliber, something, and he's strong and he works hard, all those things, and he loves to play. Um, so you've got to really, you know, you got to be on your A game uh, as a secondary defender to play against him. Does anything get by you? Uh, never cheeseburgers (laughs) we're gonna let you go i know it's a short tough week but thanks for being with us all right mitch be safe out of those redheads they're they're here head coach andy reed winning us coach in chiefs history time to get after seattle we'll be back with kevin lockett after this on our chiefs kingdom show tonight at 135th street in overland park at our high v back after this you're listening to exclusive coverage of chiefs football now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Second down, goal to go for the Chiefs at the 5. 21-16, Houston. 12-10 to go in the game. McKinnon is the running back. Tip-tap motion by Noah Gray. Snap to Mahomes. Pump faking. Now moving to his left. Angling. Will he run it? He will. At the far side angle and stretches out. Touchdown! Kansas City! The Chiefs regain the lead on a record-setting run by Mahomes. More rushing touchdowns by any quarterback in Kansas City Chiefs history. Welcome back. We're at the Hy-Vee in Overland Park at 135th Street. Sellout crowd here tonight doing a lot of things. Celebrating, of course, a seventh consecutive AFC West Championship, second in NFL history for division dominance and getting ready to beat the Seattle Seahawks on Christmas Eve in a huge game. Uh, that game is huge for both teams. Uh, reminder here, you have until December 30th to do this. When you swipe your Hy-Vee Fuel Saver Plus Perks card, you're automatically to enter win great perks. Now through December, the end of December, you're entered to win a trip for two to the big game in February in Arizona. Hmm. Five days, four nights experience, hotel accommodations, tickets. Sounds like a Queen Esther kind of thing uh, to me. Anyway, we got special guests here tonight. Uh, Carolyn Messick from our HR department <laughs> uh, is awesome. Got some, my brother's here tonight, of course. The, uh, if you've ever been to Fat Brain Toys, you'll see him in there. He's legend in there. But speaking of legends, uh, a special guest tonight. One of my favorites and one of my all-timers uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. She played seven, uh, seven NFL seasons, most of those with the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, was an All-American at Kansas State University, Big 12 champions. But anyway, please welcome tonight Kevin Lockett. Are you going to sit down? Right. Yeah, now we're going to sit down. <laughs> Sorry, man, I got you up and down. Wow, it's awesome to have you here tonight. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but good to reconnect with you, my friend. Always good to connect with you. I'm glad you invite me once a year. Once a year. It seems like what was this place last year. Too? It was, same yeah. place. So, this is now the Kevin Lockett place, right? High <laughs> uh, V Lockett's place at 135th Street here in Overland Park. But, um, boy, there's a lot of things to talk to you about. And, of course, it's perfect to have you here this week because your son is such an awesome player in the National Football League for the Seattle Seahawks. But before we do that, you're a chief. You're a chief ambassador. What you've seen so far from the Chiefs this year and what you've seen the last several weeks. 
Well, I mean, obviously we've seen dominance, right? I mean, you know, 11 wins, you you know, seventh year in a row, we win the AFC, you know, West. Well, I mean, think about uh, that. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Okay. It, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but, I mean, just a lot of good stuff. I and mean, we can score at will. I mean, you know, we get the ball with 15, 20 seconds left, and I'm like, ah, we got a chance. We can still score. And so it's fun to watch, you know, this offense do what – uh, what they've done over the years and just the consistency of, of Travis and Patrick. And then you see, you know, guys like Pacheco who just get plugged in. Uh, and it's almost like, you know, Andy is just taking different puzzle pieces and just sticking them in. Uh, and at the end of the year, every year, he's got this masterpiece uh, that he builds. And so, um, you know, my deal is I want to see us not play to the level of our competition. That's really my biggest deal. I mean, every time we play, it's like a six-point game. And, I mean, Houston's 1-11, and, and it goes down to the wire. And, you know, I don't want that to come back and bite us when playoff time comes, uh, playing some team at their level, and then all of a sudden one play goes wrong and we find ourselves out of the playoffs. So I'd like to see us continue to dominate, but when we've got them, like, like let's step on their throat. Like, beat them by 20, let's get off the field, and let's, let's go on to the next game. You've played in this league a long time. You've been around this league uh, most of your adult life. But how hard is it to do that? And the other thing that comes to mind here is the giveaway takeaway. We're 11 and 3 at minus 6. Yeah. That doesn't add up usually. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And that's, that's probably where, uh, where we've lost the most battles. I mean, like I look at, uh, at Seattle, and they're, I think, 7 and 7. Yeah. But, you know, they get so many takeaways. That's the only reason they even have a chance to they be 7 and 7. They got of them. Yeah. I mean, if we're positive in the takeaway game, we're probably 13 and 1. Um, and, but that's the difference with, with this team. They just have to find a way. And the good thing about it is this team, you, they can play well on offense and still win a game. They can play well on defense, win a game. They can play well on special teams. When they get all three facets mm -hmm. of the game playing well together, um, they're pretty darn difficult to deal with. And, I mean, I think what we've seen is maybe two facets a game are playing well, and there's always one that's a little bit off kilter. Uh, and my hope is that we just we hit our, our stride at the right time and go right into playoffs with all three levels playing the same way because then we're hard to deal with. I'm going to get into your son here in a second. But before we do that, you were, well, he's the second best route runner I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, you might be the first. But here's my question what I'm leading into is the adjustment. I'm really proud of Patrick Mahomes this year. Yeah. Super proud of the adjustments he's made in his game. But what that's required of the receivers whether that's Juju or MBS, who made the catch yesterday in the red yep. zone, or what we see Travis do year after year after year. What you've seen as far as the change in, oh, maybe an eight-yard hitch route is what you take. Right. What about that metamorphosis, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, you know, Patrick came into the league like, like a fireball, right? I mean, everything he did was just right. It just worked. <laughs> And, you know, at that time, you know, he had all of our sort of favorite toy, Tyreek, where he just threw it deep and a lot of good stuff happened. But – You've seen the maturity in Patrick over the last probably two or three years. You see him now going through progressions. You see him taking what the defense gives him. And it's not uncommon now to see a 10, 12, 13-play drive where we end up getting a touchdown. I think in Patrick's earlier years, that would have frustrated him a little bit, um, and he'd have been trying to force something to happen. And I think now he's just taking what the game brings to him, uh, gives to him, and he continues to just find success. And then every now and then, you know, he's, he's got to do something that only Patrick can do uh, to make sure that everybody understands, okay, that's why he's the MVP. <laughs> but he is just uh, – he's such a good leader. And what I'm excited about, he's just so young. 
He's early in his career. I mean, we, we struggled forever in Kansas City to find a guy who could be behind center that we could believe in. And now we got a guy that, you know, I would love to see him play 20-plus years like Brady or so forth because we, we're going to be spoiled by, by the time he ends up leaving. We're going to put that dude in bubble wrap <laughs> uh, so we can see that. But the second part of this equation is you've got to have receivers that can play that way. Trust, option routes. Am I running a precise route? Will I catch it and catch it and get hit? Yeah. And how big has been Juju in that regard uh, to compliment Kels? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they were looking for, right, is when, when Tariq left, it was sort of like, all right, who's going to step up and sort of fill that role as the main guy? Uh, and, and everybody thought maybe it'll be MBS, and I think Juju has stepped in, and I think he leads that sort of receiving group. I mean, he does all of the difficult stuff. Uh, that you need someone in that room to do. He runs routes across the middle. He's got really good sticky hands. Um, generally, he takes care of the ball pretty well. Uh, but he's he's the guy that I think they rally around. And while we haven't seen, I think, all of what MVS is capable of, um, I think what we've seen is um, Juju come in and compliment Travis uh, very, very well. And now you open up room, uh, you know, for guys like a Sky Moore or guys like Kadarius Tony who, who are – generally role players but as we get into the playoffs it's those guys that are going to ultimately dictate um some of these games it's it's going to be that third receiver or that fourth receiver that people are saying well we'll leave him one-on-one it's those guys that are going to ultimately determine how far we go in the playoffs yeah so these games are tough man the margin of of victory in this league i believe is the slimmest since 1936 wow it's just nuts and we saw what happened the last two days, like the, the Raiders-Patriots game, how that was <laughs> nutsy is that thing? Uh, but you, were you ever at the bottom of a pile trying to get a fumble? Uh, I was, but not, not Either for at very Booker long. T, at not Booker T or K-State <laughs> or, or in the NFL? Not for very long. I would have squirmed a little bit more if I would have been at the bottom of that pile. <laughs> now, now, we're on radio tonight, but if those of you watching, I've got the rubber gloves here because uh, – Willie Gay Jr. gave us all his public service announcement. Men, make sure you get your prostate checked, okay? Because that's it. Because where he went to get that ball. He took one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) So proud of Willie for doing that. Oh, boy. Yeah, it is a win in the game. But, yeah, where you got to go sometimes to do it. But just uh, making a play like that. Uh, and, and you've, gosh, the toughness that's required of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm super proud of, of all the guys, really. Um, but what I'm really hoping is that our defense will really start to rally now uh, around our guys up front. I mean, Chris Jones is playing at, a, in my opinion, the defensive player of the year kind of level. Um, and, and if they can all rally around, you know, him, uh, our linebacking group, I think we got a chance to make a pretty good run. I mean, when I look through the AFC, I mean, there's one team, maybe Buffalo, that sort of is interesting. But I really think we match up really, really well. Um, and I don't think that they should stop us. I mean, I see no reason why we don't make a run and, and find ourselves in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones having a phenomenal year. You want the big one or the little one? Because when Chris Jones does what he does, you're able to put the hammer down, baby. The other thing that tonight we're doing is refing the refs. You got a flag here? You want to ref the refs? Yeah. You got a flag? You're going to throw a flag? I hate flags. I hate flags. (laughs) (laughs) They throw way too many of them in today's game. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, okay, either at Booker T. Washington where you're a legend in Tulsa or K-State where you're a legend All-American or in the NFL in your career mostly with the Chiefs, did you ever get frustrated with officiating? 
Oh, man, at every level. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are never right. <laughs> I thought maybe the best ref in Kansas was going to be here tonight, but I don't see him. We call him the brick. He is the best ref in Kansas, but, yeah, boy, sometimes you just got to – you just deal with them. They're a necessary evil. Yeah. Hey, if you're a ref out there listening, we love you most of the time. Kinda. Kinda. Oh, gosh, we're having fun tonight. Kevin Lockett, what a terrific uh, human being, great player. When we come back, we're going to do two things. We're going to get an up-close and uh, personal listen to the Seattle Seahawks because his two favorite teams, of course, are the Chiefs and Seahawks, and they're meeting this week with his son Tyler playing for Seattle. And we will also re-examine one of my favorite plays of all time in my 29 years as a chief, and it involves Kevin Lockett. <laughs> we'll be back more with K-Lock after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Agun is the running back. The quarterback is Davis Mills. Texans ball at their own 13. Snap to Mills. Looking left. She's trying to pressure. And now Mills will scramble. Gets across the 15. The ball's out. The ball is out. And the Chiefs trying to fight for the ball. Looks like the Texans might have it. They jump on it at the 26. A scramble for the ball. The Chiefs had it momentarily. Now the Chiefs say they've got it. The ball is at the 26 with the pile up. Now Thornhill say the Chiefs had it. Willie Gay Jr., does he have that football? The Chiefs, they still have not given the signal for the Chiefs. And now they do! Willie Gay Jr. recovers a fumble in overtime at the Houston 25-yard line. Welcome back to the High V in Overland Park on 135th Street. Our guest, Kevin Lockett, the seven-year NFL veteran, said it best. We thank you, Willie Gay Jr., for taking one for the team. <laughs> As we said with Coach, in those fumble scrums, there's a lot of tunnels you can go in. <laughs> some, some tunnels are more dangerous than others. He went down a dark one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Thank you, Willie Gay Jr., uh, for that one. i see you tomorrow. I'm going to. Thanks, thanks, brother. How you doing? How's it going? Make sure you wash your hands. Uh, so, again, we're with Kevin Lockett uh, tonight. Uh, no better person to have in here, uh, particularly getting ready for the Seattle Seahawks. The first thing we'll do, and by the way, we're at High V at 135th Street in Overland Park. Mentioned that tremendous place uh, to get ready for all of your holiday parties. Uh, not just your tailgate, but they're they're awesome in this remodeled store, and even. Uh, Yellow Froman, this is a home game for him. This is his spot. <laughs> and, and be, but anyway, I got to ask you, though, because we were all excited. A lot of us were excited to see Tyler come in here and play. We watched him at K-State. I mentioned he might be the best route runner I've ever seen. He was triple teamed at K-State, would still get open. I've seen him double team with the uh, Seahawks, still get open. But now it looks like he may not play. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he got out of surgery maybe about 45 minutes ago. So oh. he had to... Uh, he had to go to L.A., had to get surgery on his hands, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks of all games to miss. He misses the one game that he, he considered a home game, right, being able to come home uh, and have the chance to play in front of, uh, you know, so many folks that followed him back in Manhattan. Uh, he was super excited for it. Our family was. I think we got – I think I told you we have 20-plus that are coming in town to go to the game. So we'll still go, and we'll still cheer for our Chiefs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes, a, it takes that out of the equation for you. I know you're into DK Metcalf, but maybe not that much. Uh, 
So, but yeah, I feel bad for Tyler because I mean, and it's hard to think he's 30 years old now. Yeah, I know. It's uh, he's on year eight, oh but gosh, eight years. He's found a good home. I still, you know, every time I see Coach Reed, he and I still, you know, go back and forth because he goes, "Man, I should have took him," and I go, "Yeah, you should have." <laughs> Would have been so fun for him to do all that here. <laughs> uh, let me just have Mitchie the kid will echo that one uh, too. <laughs> but let me just bring this up about Tyler because we've got his proud dad sitting here. But there are only four teams that have two receivers that have 70 catch, at least 70 catches. The Chiefs are one of the four Mm -hmm. because now Juju Smith-Schuster, we talked about him, and Kels. Kels is at 91 catches near the top of the league, and Juju's sitting at 71. But also on that list are the Seattle Seahawks with 79 catches as DK Metcalf and 78 catches for Tyler Lockett. Fourteen times those two – Lockett and Metcalf have had touchdowns in the same game. How much has it had been kind of yin and yang with them, and how much do they help each other? Man, they, you know, it's like they just play off of each other, and their game is similar in many ways, but it's so different, right? I mean, you look at, at DK, and we saw Coach Reed talking about him earlier. He's just like he's a big, imposing figure. Um, you know, when we were, we were down in L.A. a couple of weeks ago and we went to dinner, and DK came down and, and ate dinner with us. And uh, our twins, Jacob and Jordan, they're 14. Um, he walked in, and they were just like, oh, my God, he's huge. <laughs> uh, and, and then you see Tyler walk out next to him, and you think, wait, who, whose little kid is this out here running around <laughs> on the field? So, but their game is so different, and, <clears throat> you know, what I love the most about it is they both have so much respect for each other's game. Um, and to see them constantly sort of play off of each other, learn from each other, um, I think they, they actually benefit each other well. And it's been really good for, for Gino. You know, Gino has sort of had a resurgence in his career. He comes back and he walks into a situation where now not only is he in a good offensive system with a great head coach, but he's got two of the better wide receivers that exist in this league. And that's a lot different from the days when he started for the Jets and the Giants and all these other places. And so I think he's very uh, appreciative of those two guys. But it's, it's been funny to talk to Tyler now to see how the eight years have gone so quickly. He's the longest tenured Seahawk in that locker room, and that absolutely blows my mind. And mine, too. I just, wow, that's crazy to think about what a great career. You should be so proud of him. Now, I told you one of my favorite all-time plays involves Kevin Lockett with the Kansas City Chiefs. On the Chiefs Kingdom show, we get into time machines here, right? Take the hammer, get in the time machine. do 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 Let me take you back to November the 23rd, 1997. Ironically, the Chiefs were playing the Seattle Seahawks. The Chiefs are lining up the punt. Tyler Lockett got his first catch as an NFL player in very unique circumstances. You've got to lay this out. It's still in a, a 35-yard pass, but it was, it's the coolest. I went back and watched it again today. It's so cool. You can find it on YouTube, by the way. Let him explain it, then go find it on YouTube. So, uh, so all week at practice, um, you know, Marty had been trying to figure out whether we were going to do this fake special teams play. And so on special teams at that point in time in my career, I was what we called sort of one of the gunners, so one of the two outside guys who was supposed to run down and tackle someone. Now, why they had me tackling anybody, I have no idea. Uh, But maybe I got down there faster than some of the other guys. And Marty came up with this crafty play where Louis Aguiar, who was our punter, uh, would take the snap, and he would act like he was going to kick it, and he'd throw it as high as he actually could uh, to try to make it look like a punt. And the point was to try to confuse the defense to think it was a punt, we did it when we were going into the end zone so that the returner and everybody would run away from the ball. 
<clears throat> and then I would just walk over and catch the ball and score a touchdown. Well, it sort of played out that way. Um, 35 yards, Louie decides to throw the ball 34 yards, and the return guy realizes it's a pass, so he comes over, and my first catch, I go down, I jump up, I catch it, and I did the worst thing you can do as a wide receiver, land on the one-yard line. <laughs> and Marcus Allen runs in on the next play. He gets all the press. He's, in the, he's all on the paper. He's getting interviews. He wins the game, and I'm going, I was right. I was this far away. Uh, Kevin, you can find it on YouTube. Just search up fake punt. Kevin Lockett, 1997 Seahawks Chiefs, and it'll pop up. It'll change your life. Uh, <laughs> speaking of changing lives, you do so much. Thanks for being with us tonight. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. Uh, prayers for a quick recovery for Tyler. You've got to be so proud of that young man. He's fantastic. We didn't even mention K-State winning the Big 12, but that's kind of fun too, right? That's all right. We'll win it next year. We can mention it now. Oh, okay. Well, nice. <laughs> K-Lock's never been shy. Uh, but anyway, thanks for being with us tonight. Absolutely. Kevin Lockett, ladies and gentlemen, former Kansas City Chief, his son Tyler with the Seattle Seahawks. We'll be back to wrap things up tonight from here at High V in Overland Park, 135th Street. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Again in the single back, three receivers and a triangle to the left side. Mahomes hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block, 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year at second all-time in National Football League history in division dominance. And they join the 79 Rams in winning the West for a seventh consecutive time on a 26-yard run to end it. Welcome back here to the Hy-Vee in Overland Park on 135th Street. What a remarkable human being Kevin Lockett to have with us tonight. Uh, Jana's here tonight. Jana has helped Kevin uh, so many times as a volunteer. What I did not get into, we ran out of time, is Kevin is a great philanthropist and also is involved in so many charitable organizations. And as a leader, uh, Jana wrote this, anytime he can help, Kevin's the first to sign up, makes a huge difference in Kansas City and throughout the uh, Chiefs Kingdom. He is the epitome of class and professionalism. That is well said. Kevin Lockett is a one-of-a-kind dude, I'm telling you, and it's a blessing uh, for us to have him here tonight. Thank you. Um, also, we have, we're uh, joined tonight electronically in Phoenix tonight by our Arizona group. They also are getting the word out of put the hammer down and get your prostate checked. They actually have the gloves on tonight uh, joining the Willie Gay Jr. Fan Club. Go get that football, everybody. Do it however you can do it, but go get it. As uh, Kevin said at the best, he took one for the team. Thank you, Willie Gay Jr. Uh, next week, we are going to be in Raytown the day after Christmas on the 26th of December. And we will have current Chiefs players uh, with us, so stay tuned for that. So that'll be, ooh, yeah, it's going to be fun. You'll want to be there. That'll be next uh, Monday night on the 26th at the uh, Hy-Vee in Raytown. Special thanks tonight to Shotgun Jackson, our on-site producer. I mean, so many, it's such a common name, Shotgun, like John, you know, Shotgun, Bill, uh, and also Nick Price, our studio engineer uh, who helps to get out on the largest network in the National Football League. All right, folks, it is time to put the hammer down.
Bundle up, long johns, foot warmers, hand warmers. We need that stadium full. We got to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Thanks for joining us tonight here at Hy-Vee in Overland Park. Let's go get the Seahawks here and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Green Baker. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.